soul care is about cleansing and refreshing our minds. And that's where it starts because the physical things aren't going to do for us what God can do, the refreshment of our souls. Hey friends, I'm Ryan Channel, a grateful believer in Jesus Christ, encouraging other women to seek and know God and grow a deeper relationship with Him. Welcome to Wellness and the Word, a podcast helping Christian women create ultimate mental and physical wellness through meditating on God's Word to renew our minds, learning how to apply His truth to our lives, and taking care of our bodies the way He intends us to. My love for Jesus and my passion for wellness as a holistic health coach collide in this podcast that shares the gospel. Gospel literally means good news, friends. Don't we need more of that in today's world? I believe we all have a God-shaped hole in our hearts, and I want to point you to the only one who can fill it. Come join me and be encouraged as we chat about God's love and how to take care of you. Hey friends, it's Ryan. Welcome to Wellness and the Word and happy Wellness Wednesday. So something that has been coming up a lot when I talk to women is self-care and the need for it, the lack of it. What does it mean? What does it look like? And do they really need it? Let me tell you, self-care is very important. But for me, it falls within the more important bucket of soul care. And soul care is really about taking care of our soul and our mind specifically. Really, the word soul comes from the Greek word psyche. And of course, we know psyche is the mind. So when we talk about the soul, it's about our internal mind, our our internal being. And why I think that self-care is, is secondary or a bucket of soul care is because It doesn't matter if we are physically taking care of ourselves by doing all of the wonderful things that help us to release stress. If we're not taking care of our actual mind and our souls and what's going on, because we find our refreshment in Christ. Matthew 11, 28 through 30 says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So my point is that, yes, we can do all of the self-care things, and we should take care of our physical bodies and rest and do the things that we enjoy, whether it is massages or manicures and pedicures. And also self-care has the aspect of working out and just however you're going to truly take care of yourself. But soul care is about cleansing and refreshing our minds. And that's where it starts because the physical things aren't going to do for us what God can do the refreshment of our souls where we give him our burdens and he just cares for us. He wraps his arms around us and just holds us and loves us and we can breathe. I just think that soul care really serves a greater purpose 
than self-care. And again, they're both needed. But today I want to talk about soul care because I think that when women are talking to me about self-care, it really has to do with soul care and how they're taking care of themselves or actually the lack of, right? The lack of taking care of themselves. So where do we begin? Obviously, I already said it's with God. It's finding our refreshment in Christ. But how do we do that? So today I'm just going to give you some really practical tips on how you can start doing that. And a couple of things before I dive into those tips. James 4, 8 tells us, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. So as you're beginning this journey, just remember that all you have to do is open your heart to him and allow yourself to draw near to God, talk to him, pray, and and he will draw near to you. It's, it's natural for God when we draw near to him to draw near to us. And another verse I want to share with you is Hebrews 12, 11. No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. So I'm sharing that one because today what I'm going to share with you is just some tips that are going to require a little bit of work from you and nothing crazy or wild, but it's going to require discipline and it's going to be worth it. So just hang with me. And I really pray that you don't just take these in as more things to do or things to check off your list or yeah, that sounds nice. I really pray that you will actually do these things. So I'm first going to tell you that it starts at night by going to bed early enough so that you can wake up feeling refreshed and not, you know, wake up scrambling out of bed because your morning is what's going to set off your day. And I really believe in the power of spending our mornings with God. And friend, I am not great at this. So this is a challenge for myself too, because I can go strong for a couple of days. And then the rest of the week, I just keep sleeping because it's very easy to do that. But I'm sharing this episode with you for accountability for myself as well, because This is something I am so passionate about and that I need to put in place as well. So let's do it together. I personally need eight hours of sleep for a long time. Seven and a half hours was enough, but now I need eight. So you need to figure out what is that sweet spot for you to wake up feeling refreshed? How many hours is it for you? For most adults, it's anywhere between seven to nine hours. So From there, you're going to work backwards to find out what time you need to go to bed so that you can wake up. And if you have kids, then you need to get up before your kids, right? We hear this all the time. Why would we do that? Because starting your day before your kids alone really makes a difference rather than being woken up by your kids. I personally do not enjoy being woken up by anybody except God. (laughs) So my goal is to get up at six o'clock, which is one hour before my kids get up during the week. And that means that I need to go to bed, like be asleep by 10 o'clock. So in order for me to get to sleep by 10 o'clock, that means like nine o'clock I'm winding down. My kids are in bed by eight o'clock. So that gives me that, you know, two hours really before I'm actually asleep to have to myself, but at least by nine o'clock, there's no more technology because technology, the lights from our phones and our TVs do not allow us to sleep well. Just really overall messes with our 
mind before we go to sleep. It wakes us up more than we should be awoken. It triggers things in our actual eyes. So definitely need to stay away from being on technology super late at night. So now that I've determined I need to be like in bed relaxing by nine, for me, I like to read because that helps to relax me and kind of puts me to sleep. So that might be something you can do at night or doing like crossword puzzles or Sudoku, anything like that, that just kind of is again, that's where you can get some of your like self care in at night is just by doing something relaxing and getting yourself ready to be relaxed to go to bed. So nine o'clock I'm in bed relaxing. I'm asleep by 10 o'clock. So by about nine 40, I've put my book or journal away and I'm in bed like ready to actually fall asleep and I need about 20 minutes because sometimes our mind starts racing and hopefully since you've given yourself that time to relax and decompress you won't be but you know at night sometimes when we finally have like stopped and slowed down our minds start racing so you need to give yourself a little bit of time to actually let yourself fall asleep sometimes I will put on a sleep meditation just for some extra noise to drown out the thoughts, whether it's ocean waves or an actual biblical sleep meditation. I really like to do that. So that is how I end my night. And then I'm able to wake up a lot easier at six because I've gotten the full eight hours, but it's still not easy because you know, well, I don't actually have to be up till seven when the kids get up and get them ready. But we really need to train our minds to think and go back to that Hebrews 12, 11 verse and having the discipline that might not seem pleasant at the time, but it will produce a harvest. So just encouraging ourselves to get out of bed when that alarm clock goes off so that you can have that time to yourself, however long it is, whether it's even just 10 minutes, friends, it doesn't have to be an hour, 10 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever works for you whatever you need. I'm just here to encourage you to start this practice so that you can have some time in the morning with God so that you can be refreshed and so you can have the soul care that you so desperately need. I'm certain that you need it and we all need it. So I'm up at six o'clock and the first thing that I like to do, of course, is wash my face and brush my teeth just for that wakefulness. And then right after that, a morning meditation or just straight into prayer. So right now I'm going to share a morning meditation with you that you guys can come back to all the time if you're interested in having this as part of your morning routine. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Psalm 118:24. Inhale wakefulness and exhale your sleepiness. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. Lamentation 3 22 through 24. Let the morning bring me word of your unfailing love, for I have put my trust in you. Show me the way I should go, for to you I entrust my life. Psalm 143, 8. 
The sovereign Lord has given me a well-instructed tongue to know the word that sustains the weary. He wakens me morning by morning, wakens my ear to listen like one being instructed. Isaiah 54. Praise be to the Lord, to God our Savior, who daily bears our burdens. Psalm 68, 19. In the morning, Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my requests before you and wait expectantly. Psalm 5, 3. Sing the praises of the Lord, you, his faithful people. Praise his holy name, for his anger only lasts a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. Weeping may stay for the night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. Psalm 30, 4 through 5. Thank you, Lord, for this beautiful day that you've blessed us with. Lord, we have our hands open to receiving all of your goodness today. Let us receive it, Lord. Let us be aware of your presence and let the Holy Spirit lead our steps. We are yours. So like I said, that is a meditation that you can come back to again and again just to start your mornings out strong with God's word right away in your mind and then go straight into prayer. Sit with your hands open, your palms facing upward in that posture of receiving and just talk to God. First, praise him for his goodness. Thank him for waking you up for another beautiful day. I really just like using my morning prayer time as just praise praising God and thanking God for all that he's done and all the ways that he is my provider and not really asking him for anything during this time, but really just using it as a time to thank him and also to just sit in silence, to keep my palms up in that posture of receiving and just wait to see what God lays on my heart. I think it's a really powerful practice to just be in stillness and in praise of God and to start your morning like that is so beautiful and so powerful. And through the day, of course, there's things popping up that we can pray for and you know, we can ask for him to do these things for us. But in the morning, I just truly like to only praise him. So after waking up and doing the morning meditation and just prayer and stillness, it's about 6.20 by now. So that took about 20 minutes. And then I like to go into just gratitude and journaling and really just journaling any thoughts that I have or anything that I heard from God in prayer. And then the gratitude practice is huge because just writing about what you're grateful for right when you wake up, it can be new things every day. It can be the same thing every day. Just having that heart of gratitude really changes things. And you can think about things that happened the day before that you're grateful for and I just, I love to have that attitude of gratitude. It really does change things. Even when I'm going throughout my day and I'm annoyed about something, then I find like the good things that happen within that. When I actually can see those just pearls, the pearls in the, in the mess, it's just such a better feeling. So just taking the time that while I'm journaling, I'm also writing down three or more things that I'm grateful for. It's life-changing and I'm going to have another episode probably completely on gratitude because it is something that's been on my heart a lot that I think we need to dive into more. 
So I do about 10 minutes of journaling. So by that time, it's 6.30, and then I spend time in the Bible. So I'm usually reading through a book of the Bible, and I spend about 20 minutes doing that. I also like to do that in the morning because it seems like if I try to fit it in throughout the day, the day just gets away from me, and then by nighttime, I'm tired, and I'll just fall asleep. So I like to get it done in the morning when my mind is fresh and can really process those things in a powerful way. So I spend about 20 minutes reading the Bible and by this time I'm at 6.50 so I have about 10 minutes left before my kids wake up and this is when I put on worship music. I really love worship music. It's so fun and so powerful and it just puts me in a really good mood. So I actually really like to watch live worship music so I'll spend about 10 minutes doing that. I really get into it. It's I just enjoy it. So I actually like to physically watch live worship music and just, again, praising, raising my hands like I would in church. And I do about 10 minutes of that before I wake up my kids. And I keep the worship music on as I wake them up because I super love to engage them in that way. And they know all the worship songs. So it's just a nice way for them to wake up. So that is how I spend my mornings. And that is my ideal morning, I should say. It doesn't happen as often as I want it to. I want it to happen every single weekday at least. And it just sounds like a pretty great way to wake up, right? So I'm sharing this with you again for my own accountability and then hopefully as a really inspirational way that you can spend your morning. I wanted to share this last piece of scripture. Actually, I'm going to share two pieces of scripture. One of my favorites, you probably already know what I'm going to say. Romans 12 two, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And you know that we renew our mind with God's word. We renew our mind with that soul care that I'm talking about, the soul care, taking care of ourselves and our souls and our minds in God's word. That is how we can be transformed by the renewing of our mind and not be conformed to the world. Okay. So that is why this way to start your morning with God, just like rooting you, you are so rooted in God that you're not going to conform to the world. You are just starting your day transformed. So powerful. And then the other one, John four thirteen through 14, it says, Jesus answered, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. And I wanted to say this one because the point is, the point in that verse is that we are going to thirst forever if we don't invite God in. He is the only thing that can just continue to fill us up over and over so that we can overflow into other people's lives. There is nothing else that will quench that thirst. And I just love that visual. So I just pray that you can find your soul care in God, find rest in God, find strength in God, find wisdom in God, find refuge in God, find fullness in God, find life in God. That is what it's all about. So as a recap, soul care is really truly about 
how we are taking care of ourselves in the care of God. And I know I've used that terminology before, in the care of God. He is the one who can really provide that true healing and filling up of our well, right? So it starts the night before with getting plenty of sleep so that we're able to start our mornings off powerfully in the presence of God. So we wake up, wash your face or shower if you need to, brush your teeth. That's how I like to wake up. Just get that refreshment going and then meditate, pray, journaling with your gratitude in that journaling, Bible reading and worship. So that is how I believe soul care really starts. And then the rest just all flows in and self-care flows in. And we really learn to take care of ourselves because God is already taking care of us in all of the ways that matter. He is the one that is starting our day with us with just his power. There is nothing better than God's power in your life. So to kickstart your day with that power there's nothing better. So I hope this was helpful for you. I'm really excited about this and I'm going to challenge myself to be doing this exact routine that I shared with you every single weekday. And if you're going to do it with me, let me know because I think there really is power and accountability with anything you're doing in life, but especially when it comes to our faith. I've said this before, we are not called to do this alone. We are called to be together help each other be better. So let's do it. Let me know if you're joining me. Until next time, may the Lord bless you, keep you, make his face shine on you, be gracious to you, turn his face toward you, and give you peace. Amen. Thanks for listening to Lana Send the Word. May you be blessed and always be a blessing. Bye! Hey friends, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Wellness and the Word. If you haven't yet, it would mean so much to me if you would leave a review because that helps other women find us and come join us and be encouraged by Christ's Word and join our community of sisters. So please do that. Thank you so much for all of your love and support.